This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, hello, Frank Proctor here with you, welcoming you to... The Saturday morning ritual, where <laughs> where you and I, uh, now you you always bring water in, don't you? That's a very clever move. I'm I'm working on a coffee here. I, I do both. Oh, is that coffee? Oh, no, I see. Oh, well, actually, I'm. It's yeah, it's coffee. <laughs> oh, what do you got in that? What is? You see, uh, I often wonder why she's in such a good mood on Saturday mornings. Oh, and as you can tell, oh, there's James Patrick Dooley in the other room there. Hello, James. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, James. Everybody's uh, cheery this morning, except I've got this blade cold. I know you don't sound around, good. You know, well, but just stay away from me. That's all I got to say. Oh, no slow dancing then, huh? Nope. Okay, all right. Ah, there's one Saturday morning ritual. We'll <laughs> yeah, we, we can do window. breakfast as long as we're yeah, at a uh, really big table and okay, you're on the far good side. Good enough. Okay. I, I got to get the phone numbers, okay. number one, because you yes. got a whole raft. I can see it right yeah, now. You look, got a pages and pages. You've got a tome in front of you there. 416 360 0740 for Toronto listeners. Then you want to talk to Charlie, of course, uh, anywhere else in the province. Well, you. She's here, but, I mean, if you're anywhere else in the province, <laughs> oh, geez, 1-866-740-4740, okay? And our mantra, of course, is call early, call often, one question per call, okay? Good mantra. And yeah. you, First-time callers, let James oh, know. good point, yep. We do okay. like to welcome you with some chimes. Uh, bell. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, Already. that's right. We found well, you whole, found the lost stolen that, bell. That's right. It just grew wings and came back to you. <laughs> Good little bell that it is. All right, a couple of important announcements. Are you ready? Okay, uh, first I'm first ready. one I'm going to tell you it's got nothing to do with gardening, but it's a cute announcement. Oh. Alan Gelman, who is the co-host of Dave's Dave, Corner yeah. Garage, will be getting together with his musical buddies next Saturday, January 24th, and they will be joining um, other friends to present live classic rock tunes um, at their best. I guess these guys are, you know, old rock and roll guys. The proceeds from this event are going to Hill House Hospice in Richmond Hill. The show begins at 8, sorry, 9.30 p.m. at the London Pub on Young Street in Richmond Hill, and that is next Saturday. Well, is that neat? What, what instrument does he play? Drums. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I did know he that. He posted that's a picture. So yeah, anyway, cool. that's got nothing to do with gardening, but I think it's kind of fun. So yes, yeah, yeah. so, well, remember to to you know let's raz him when we see him later today. <clears throat> anyway. I've often said about Elman, he's tighter than a drum. And oh, really? oh yes. Okay, so <clears throat> I did mention this uh, last week the, that the Applewood Garden Club is hosting a special evening with Mark Cullen at Lakeview Golf Course on Tuesday, January twentieth, seven p.m. 
topic is the future of gardening, and the proceeds of the talk are in support of Our Place Peel. More information, that's www.ourplacepeel.org. It's a Mississauga residence for homeless and disadvantaged youth. So for ticket information, go to www.applewoodgardenclub.org. Okay. Right. Yep. The North York Garden Club is hosting a meeting with Laura Mills speaking on photography in the garden. That's on Monday, January 26th at 7.30 p.m. They will be meeting at 3200 Bayview Avenue, which is St. Luke's Lutheran Church. Of course, all are welcome. Any of these hort societies and garden clubs are happy for, for drop-by visitors and uh, they'll – no one will come out in the street and drag you in. Refreshments, so people, and yeah. they'll try and convince you how much fun they are and that you should join the club. And they, they are social clubs, but a lot of fun at the same time. You know, they, there's learning and social all going on. Something else that's going on is kind of interesting. Terra Greenhouses. I don't know if you've ever yeah. been to a Terra Greenhouse. Uh, highway 6, isn't it? Highway, the big, yeah, yeah, Highway 6 is the big main one. Yeah. Well, actually, I think one that's even bigger is in Milton oh. uh, on Britannia Road. So at the large, the very large Milton Terra Greenhouse, they are hosting something called the Winter Market. So every Saturday, mm-hmm. right up until March 21st, between 10 and 3 p.m., 50 local vendors will be on hand because the store is that mm-hmm. big. So there's farmers, there's artisans, there's all kinds of different local vendors that have all kinds of unique and specialty food items. So if you are in the area and you want to drop by on a Saturday between 10 and uh, 10 and 3, you never know what kind of cool things you can like pick up. different cheeses and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, it'd be um, baked goods. I think there's going to be oh. a couple of butchers. So it's, uh, you know, uh, yeah. jams and honeys probably. So um, that particular Terra Greenhouses is on Britannia Road, 12800 Britannia Road in Milton. So for more information, terragreenhouses.com. And don't forget the Southern Ontario Orchid Society mentioned that already, but that's a very uh, romantic place to spend Valentine's Day, perhaps, Saturday and Sunday, February 14th and 15th. And um, other than that, I'm going to give you a very fun announcement later in the show about what I'm doing this week for the first time ever. A very fun one. Oh, it's so fun. It is so much fun. <laughs> Here it we go. It needs a modifier. Here we go it again. It is going to be so fun. All my fun. teaching has gone down the drain. <laughs> he doesn't listen to me. Okay. Funny how look, that works. It's, now, look at that clock. It's nine, almost 9.14. And your point? And we got to get moving because <laughs> mm-hmm. we have callers on the line wanting to talk to you. Excellent. Of all people. <laughs> uh, so, stay, stay Ooh, tuned. it's going to be one of those yeah, days. It's going to be one of those days. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, James Patrick Julian has been doing his job perfectly so far. Good. I've learned, though, never to expect too much. Uh, We'll be back. Oh, you are in a mood. Well. Slapping me, slapping me. Don't forget, I control your microphone, sir. Oh, Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Uh, Back in a moment. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And we're broadcasting live, of course, from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And a good morning, one and all, in particular, uh, this time around, to Siva, calling in right from around the corner, I guess. Toronto. Hey, good morning, Siva. Good morning. Morning. I have some amaryllis, about six of them. I've had them for a number of years, but this... No flowers. Mm. <laughs> what could have gone wrong? Sounds like my experience. Well, we actually had a great call from some uh, one of. I'll just go back to who it was last week. 
Uh, it was Mary, actually. She was um, hadn't had flowers last year, but this year, surprise, surprise, both her amaryllis from many years back are flowering like crazy. Okay. And same with my dad. He's got three blooming right now. So what did they do right? They let those those bulbs, if you've got green leaves, let the green leaves grow. No, they're all dead. Oh, yeah, dead, dead. Yeah, no leaves on. Have you watered them? Are they in the sun? Yeah, they're in the window, okay. and, which I always do, and they're watered. Oh, okay. So when did you, like they were obviously dormant, so when did you bring, first water them and put them in the window? They, they, I usually bring them in in September from outside. Uh-huh. So you did that, mm-hmm. and you put them in the window. Yes, and you didn't water them, obviously, or you did. I just when they were dry, I I watered. Okay, so what happened to the leaves? The leaves just went. They just shriveled up and blew away. Yes, yeah. Uh, okay, so what you could do now is feel the bulbs because when we plant amaryllis, of course, the bulb is not under the ground. It's a good half of the bulb is sticking yes. up above. Oh, okay. So you can feel the neck, the part that's above mm-hmm. ground, yes. and just feel for, for solidity in the bulb. Make sure – like if it – if it's completely depleted and has no life in it, it yeah. will just be an empty husk. It'll yeah, be... no, they're alive because I, I test it and mm-hmm. they're firm. Okay, so what I would do is feel the soil. If the soil is bone dry, water them thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Keep them in that sunny window where you've got them, and they will start to grow. It's the water that will initiate that growth. Okay. Now you don't want them sitting in water because bulbs will rot if yes. they sit in water. But a thorough watering, not just a little tablespoon on the surface. Yes. You need to. Put in, you know, whatever it is, a, a cup or so of water, let it drain through because you've got these pots with drainage holes and allow that water to, you know, soak into the soil for 10 minutes or so and then empty the saucer from below that where the water has accumulated if it doesn't uh, get absorbed by the soil. Sure. They will start to grow. In a yeah. perfect world, they'll, you'll see flower shoots. They've always flowered. So this last uh, yeah, last year they didn't for the Christmas season. So oh, okay. I did not. Maybe they were too old or what? No, no. You can. They get better. I mean, if you can keep them f- fattened up every year. Remember, it's those green leaves that grow after the flowers yes. that provide the bulb the opportunity to to get all pumped up for the following year's flower. Okay. All right. All let, right. Let us know. It should work out, though. Okay. <laughs> Thanks and for your I, call. I must say, the gentleman said uh, the word you use. Uh, uh, I forgot. He oh, added fun to it. Fun, yes. Yes. I, uh, I can't imagine why people just use those two short words. Yeah. So, okay. fun. so fun. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> See? That's my big bugaboo. It Thank crazy. you. Okay. Oh, See good. The, thank you. Frank you has made a my day. You, yes, <laughs> you know, I came from the carving, but I like to know the words are right. <laughs> nah, good for you. Okay. Okay. Bye. She has bye. been a good day. Bye. Thank you. you for being Frank's friend. <laughs> I, on the other hand, like I, to. I couldn't remember his name, so <laughs> I, I, I fumbled there. No uh, worries. That's all right. I just like to bug him. Okay. And she does. Okay. <laughs> Thanks we, for calling. We have to scoot along here momentarily uh, and go off in a divergent uh, direction. And you should, I wish I wish we had cameras because now it looks like you're on, uh, Hawaiian. Yeah, she's doing the arm thing with the, you know, nee, 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 and and yeah. So I'm getting to my exercise. <laughs> this is what oh, you man. do. <laughs> and all we're trying to lead up to is to say something nice about Sierra Cell that will help you be able get to better. hula dance in the studio. Well, yeah. get yeah. better. It's all about staying active. Yeah, we're going to feel better when we're active, and sometimes it hurts to be active, and that's where Sierra Cell can help. If you have stiff joints, uh, then 
something as simple as Cerasil somehow magically lubricates those joints, mm -hmm. takes away some of that pain and stiffness, and allows you to do the things you love. Exactly. And they're a Canadian company, which is yes, nice to are. know, and you can contact them really easily. They are located in Vancouver, yep. but so they have a 1-800-1-877-JOINT-14, yep. or great website, sierrasill.ca. And if you get to a spot where, uh, like a good health food store, where they do have Sierra Sill, the pill form, don't forget to take a look at that topical analgesic spray. It is marvelous, and you smell just like you've fallen <laughs> from a pine tree. I'm telling you. Okay. Sierra Sill. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Hey, James, did you miss that look that I got? When the, the lady there was saying, bugs of all size, Charlie looked right at me. <laughs> she did. And I'm sure you didn't deserve it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, went to the, I went to get defense from the wrong guy. Yeah, nice yes. try, pal. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm. Sylvia in Elmvale, welcome to the club here. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, yes, I'm, I'm calling about my uh, bamboo plant again. I called before. Um, I did... Um, I Googled it also, and, and uh, I took every, all the stones out and washed them, and I washed the vase, mm -hmm. um, and I moved it to a different location, but now it's, <laughs> it looks pretty sick. Um, it, the bottom part um, is all green, mm -hmm. and the one leaf that's shooting out is green, but oh. the rest are yellow and green, and the stem is all yellow. Mm. Um, it's laying down now, the bo uh, the top part. Um, I wonder if I can take a, send you a picture. That might be a good idea. Well, when you say so, it's it's like um, leaned over. It's uh, well, if you felt the stem right now, would you think it would feel really soft or would it be feel firm? Um, it, it it's it's firm still. The stem it's kind of semi firm. Yeah. Um, the top part now, the bottom part it's the the. It's only, it's not even halfway down where it's it, like the, like I said the bottom part's all green, um, not even half is yellow is, is just maybe less than half is yellow. When you say you moved it, where did you move it? I moved to? it to um, um, uh, I moved it to uh, one of our end tables that is not direct sunlight but has a little bit of sun. Okay, and was it in a fairly bright spot before? No, it okay. wasn't. Okay. No, it wasn't at all. <laughs> I just had it on my uh, my uh, uh, my stand there in the hall, and where where it gets no sun at all. Oh, okay, all right. So that's good. So you put it in a slightly brighter spot, but not yeah. super yeah. super sunny. That's probably a good idea because that sun will help encourage some new growth. Yeah, but in the it's meantime, worse since then. <laughs> well, in the meantime, if you can send me a photo, that would be a good idea. Okay, uh, and your email yeah. again. I my email. C. Dot Dobbin, that's D O I'm okay, C. C, C for Charlie. Yeah. Okay. Dot Dobbin, D O B B I N. So two B's. N. At Zoomer Media. Uh, pardon me. M Z Media. M dot Z Media. Dot com. And that's all one word. Yep. yep. Mm hmm. M Z Media dot com. Correct. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Be. Shoot me a picture and I'll take a look at That'd it. That'd be a, the best thing, I think. Yeah, because it's hard to explain over the phone. But uh, I, I really, it was doing great for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And, and then all, I think my husband uh, um, 
puts because I I use the water uh, water for I was using the water from the uh, um, thing outside the uh, oh, rain, rain barrel rain yeah. barrel and I think he put some fertilizer in it oh well and the, ever since then I guess oh. it's kind of gone downhill okay well shouldn't cause it to go, go downhill unless he put like a ton of fertilizer yeah right? he might have put a little bit too much or okay. too strong or okay. something so you did what we said last week though in terms of the cleaning of the roots yes. and fresh water not the not the fertilizer water not the rain barrel water no i i, I used um actually i used um the water from uh, the uh, dehumidifier okay perfect Excellent. All yeah. right. Send, send, a, me, send a picture. Send a picture because yeah, I have a feeling that what your analysis may be correct, but the new green that you're seeing is a good sign. Yeah, like the, the leaf, well, there's one leaf at the end that is all just green, and the rest is yellow. Huh. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Oh, let's send a picture. We'll take a look. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very right. much. Bye-bye. Okay, 928 here on the uh, Garden Show with Charlie Dove, and I'm Frank Proctor, the souk chef, saying hi to Betty in Richmond Hill. Hi, Betty. How you doing? Hi. Hello, Betty. Good yeah. morning. Good morning. I have um, a flowering maple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought it in in around the end of September, mm-hmm. and uh, it hasn't stopped blooming <laughs> since. That's great. That, that's a great call. What a horrible, <laughs> what a horrible problem, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I just Googled it so I can show Frank how pretty flowering maple oh, is. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you've, you're doing something. So what do you want to do? You want to do some pruning? Well, well the thing is, if it's blooming all winter, mm. what's going to happen when I put it out in the spring? Is it going to stop? I mean, no, it, don't they have to rest sometimes? <laughs> well, there are some plants that can continue, and given the right conditions and the right supports, can continue to bloom pretty well nonstop. Uh, really? A good example would be African violets. You know, you can have African violets bloom just about nonstop. They they might take a week off all year, but they really they just continue to form buds and you know do that sort of thing. Now, the problem with something like a flowering maple, the proper name is abutilon, is that they get very large and they can get quite leggy. And at some point, you're probably going to want to prune it just to tidy it up a bit. And at yeah. that point, you'll be cutting off buds perhaps. But oh. we'll see. See how it goes. I mean, Wouldn't that force more growth, though, too? Uh, yes, it will. But you want you want to... They, they tend to get real, like you say, leggy. So they yeah. just get large and kind of floppy. So you want, like this picture, how mm. it's a nice, dense and compact plant. It's been trimmed, you know, quite tight. And then the new growth is all grows nice and dense and, and compact. Right. So when would I trim it? Well, see what happens. I mean, if, if it doesn't stop flowering and blooming and flowering... Uh, then I would, at by March, mid-March, mm. I would get out my pruners and give it a haircut and cut off buds and blooms at that point. But it may slow down by that point anyway. Oh, okay. I just thought it would be, you know, <laughs> I mean, right now, it's in the spare bedroom facing south. It gets yeah. lots of sun. Uh-huh. And I thought... We don't go in there very much except to look after the plants. <laughs> Whereas when I bring it outside, you know, we're in the garden all the time. Yeah. And I thought, will it not bloom then? Yeah, it doesn't do a show for you outside the way it's doing it in that exactly. empty bedroom. Well, maybe, maybe it doesn't really like your company that much, Betty. When oh, you... <laughs> don't say that. That's sad. <laughs> well, are you fertilizing it at, a, at, at all? No. No, okay. All right. Huh, interesting. Well, it's uh-huh. liking the conditions in that bedroom. It's liking that south window and whatever temperature it's in. It's obviously really responding. Oh. 
<laughs> so, okay, so I'll maybe level it off a bit in March. I would. I, I, just like the hibiscus that many of us have in our homes right now, they're probably blooming like crazy, but at some point we're just going to have to bite the bullet and cut them back because they're right, just be right. way too big. It won't, you know, at some point you can't get them out the door, so you got to cut them back. Sometimes we're never happy, are we? I know. We, we want them to bloom, but yeah. they've got to bloom at the right time. Exactly, and, you know, when we can appreciate them as well. And right. I, I think I missed... Okay, thanks I, very much. Betty, I think I misdiagnosed... Bye-bye. Okay, thanks I misdiagnosed things there. I think it's so happy because they have such a lovely guest room. There you go. You see. It there feels you. like a guest. Well, there. It's feeling like royalty, perhaps. It's got it, its own room. Well, How many plants yes. get, get their own, you know, room and people caring? for them. You've got this all worked out, haven't you? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah that's okay. a better diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, you are listening to The Garden Show, 9.31 the time. Laura from Eris on the line, Amaryllis in mind. Good morning, Laura. <laughs> Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Laura. <laughs> My Amaryllis, I've had them since about 1995. Mm. And last year, uh, I had three flowers on one, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't, can't remember how many I had on the other. But I know some years I've had about a dozen blooms. But this year, I, I always bring them up just after New Year's. Okay. This year, I brought them up. I had three of them because I, I broke one up because it had bulblets on it. Yep. And I put them on the fridge. And I leave them there for about a week. On the warmth. And uh, I had them up. I brought them up on the 7th, I think it was. And a, less than a week later, I had sprouts, mm-hmm. more sprouts on one of them. One of them has uh, four bulblets. Oh, yeah. Besides the main bulb on it. Nice. Right now it's got five five uh, flowers or uh, leaf uh, sprouts coming up. Oh, okay. So what, once the sprouts come out, then I put them in the front window, which faces the southeast. Great. So that's great. And that putting on top of the fridge, of course, is a warm spot. Yeah. So they, that they're kind of warm from the bottom. That's they, right. Warms them up, wakes them up a bit. And do you water them before you put them up on the fridge? Yeah. yeah. I, I, put, I usually put water in the in the saucer that they're sitting in. Right. Yeah. And I let them fill sit it, there. Usually fill it, and then it, it draws it up. Right. Yeah, so that's great because, it, of course, it doesn't matter if it's dark on top of your refrigerator because at that point there's no green growth on the bulb. All you're doing is a little bit of water, a little bit of warmth to wake it up. As soon as it starts to actually wake up, then you get it out into the sun. Yeah, and last year I, I did the same thing, and they were blooming in March. Nice. So they don't, you know, I don't bring them up after Christmas and all that stuff put away. Nice idea. Thanks for well, that's a great tip for sure. anybody like our first caller who said her amaryllis weren't awake yet. So yeah. maybe if she can put her her uh, she's got you know six different amaryllis, get those up, up on top of the fridge might be a good idea just to initiate that beginning of the growth. So thanks for that tip. That's great. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you very you, much, Laura. Nice talking to you again. I'm as talking uh, to you too, Gerard. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. You take care of things out there in Eris, Ontario. Uh, meantime, I've got to let you know, we've got some free lines here at AM740, The Garden Show. Really, we do. So let me get those phone numbers on the air again. 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. You know what's surprising? I haven't... I brought... I ran down the hall, as you know. Yes, you did. Just you ran. about. We, we just were about on the air, and I said, oh, my God, the bell. I forgot the bell. So I had to run to my little file up in the hallway, way down there. And there's the bell. There's the little, there's the little bell. Yes, indeed. So we're waiting for a first-time caller yes. so you can use that bell. Exactly. Because it's just collecting dust today. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, let me back up just a moment. 
bamboo, when we were talking to the lady about bamboo, mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, Sylvia in Elville, uh, you were looking up some facts about bamboo. and That's so, different. That's different. Oh, is it? Yeah, yes. Yeah. She was calling about lucky bamboo, oh, okay. which is the dracaena. But yeah, the real bamboo, real which bamboo. is an outdoor plant. Some of the most surprising statistics yes. on that, though, really. Grows like stink. Well, some in of a 24-hour period, can grow as much as 35 inches. Right, which is like almost oh, three feet. Like, in a 24-hour period. But that's some species, and that's yeah, in optimal well, conditions. That's all I'm saying. All right, well, thanks for that. Well, so listen, I wanted to tell you <laughs> something else. You like, I gave you that little tip, and you wanted to share it. So good for you, well, yeah. my, my sous chef of the garden. Who, there were other things in there I thought was were quite interesting quite, too, but uh, okay. never mind. Like what? Well, the fact that the uh, tensile strength of bamboo <laughs> equals that of steel. It's stronger than steel, but yeah. Well, you see, see, there you go. Now there you go. Uh, amazing bamboo yeah. actually is. Well, that's why you're seeing bamboo <laughs> being used so much in building supplies, in textiles. Well, not because because it's a strong well, yeah. fiber and it's very um, quick to replenish and to I regrow. I have bamboo sheets. There you on go. The bed. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet you couldn't tear them if you tried because they're stronger uh, than steel. Me. There you are. <laughs> so Why would I want to try? I'm just saying. Them. So you know what I'm doing that's different okay. this coming week? Yeah, what's that? Uh, well, I told you last week, but I don't think you were listening. So this coming Wednesday evening, I am launching a new career as a teacher. That's right. Yes, indeed. So I will be teaching a course at Humber College starting this coming Wednesday night. The course is called Plant Materials and Greenhouse Management. And it's part of the continuing ed program for uh, people who would like to get a certificate in horticultural science. So I am going to be uh, doing that starting, like I said, this Wednesday. It's a 15-week course. And, um, you know, it's a three hours every Wednesday. And I was out at the greenhouse at Humber yesterday speaking with the greenhouse manager about some of the sort of neat labs we're going to set up with plant ID and plant propagation. Now this is strictly for uh, Humber... Uh, oh, it's for any students. No, no. It's, well, totally con- the thing about continuing ed is that it's for anybody who wants who wants to and can fit it into their schedule and, and yeah. obviously pay the price. It is an evening course. Uh, it, typically, when the continuing ed courses are attended by older than average students, mm. most of the younger students are, are day students and do the yeah. traditional schooling. But for others of us, it's it's we're doing this as a hobby. Yep. So we do it later in the evening after work or we're launching a second career and we're finding that continuing ed works well because we're with our peers um, rather than a bunch of kids during the day. Uh, also, sometimes people will go as part of a professional development. So it could be workers from uh, landscape maintenance companies who are going to be taking this course mm-hmm. as part of improving their skills or even workers from um, uh, municipalities. So I don't know who the students are till I meet them on Wednesday, mm-hmm. but there are 20 students enrolled at this point. So uh, it should be very interesting, and I'm looking well, forward to it. I, I, I hope then that uh, the future students uh, who will be in your class there. Don't say anything nasty. No. Uh, you've I'm, got a look on your face. <laughs> no. I'm advising them to go buy an apple or something nice to bring you. Oh, okay. You know, an apple a day is... Yeah. Keeps the teacher keep the away. teacher away. No, that, <laughs> that doesn't work at all. Anyway, uh, hey, that's terrific news. Good for you. Yeah. Good so you. I just thought I wanted to share that with you. I think that's Absolutely. kind of going to be fun. Okay. We're going to share some more information with the other colleagues who are on the line right now, but we have to take a little bit of a commercial break meantime. So uh, here we are in the Garden Show. Charlie Dobbin, Frank Proctor, James Patrick Dooley answering the phones, and we'll be back to all those callers in a moment. 
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, saying hello to Victor, uh, Frank Proctor here. Etobicoke is where we're heading. Hi, Victor. Hey, good morning to everybody. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I just want to wonder if over the many years of uh, getting a poinsettia, mm-hmm. it seems like uh, there's no there's no more life after about four or five months uh, from the time in December. Like, uh, what what, you, what is a person doing wrong with it? Like, uh, is it they don't like something or what is it? <laughs> well, during the January through to March time frame, you need to treat them as a house plant. So I imagine you're doing that. They're in a bright spot. They don't have to be in, right in a window, but they need to be in a bright spot. And they need to be kept reasonably moist. So you have to just keep checking the surface of the soil. And when, when it starts to feel dry, you water. As we start getting into spring, though, a happy poinsettia is one that's going to go outside once we're frost-free. So the idea is you start to cut back a little bit on the watering in April and keep an eye on the plant. Don't let it die. Don't get to that point. But as you, you're cutting back on the watering, you're going to notice that the, um, uh, it, the plant slows, like there's not a lot of new growth and things happening. But to get it outside, you're going to cut, do a, a pruning on the whole plant. Uh, and you're going to do that. You're in a tobacco. You're going to be taking it outside probably early May. So through April, you're just going to give it a little less water, keep it in that bright spot, Early May, cut it back, get it outside, and then, again, shade to start slowly. You can leave it in the shade or get it into a half-sun, half-shade location outside, and then that'll be water and fertilizer and all those important things that we do to encourage new growth all through the summer. Uh, thank you for all your uh, information. Okie doke. Have a nice day. Yeah. yeah are, you a first, are you a first-time caller, Victor? Uh, well, uh, on the garden show, Frank, but you know, Frank, uh, you're one of my best friends. Well, now, isn't that nice? I, I sent you a letter when you lived in St. Catharines, and I got one back from you. And I always said you're a gentleman. Uh, you're probably the best guy in that station. Well, God bless you, and you've got very good taste. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank you, Victor, very much. I, I called this week. I, I left a message for you that, uh, to play a Tommy Hunter song. Oh, for gosh sakes. I wonder if we've still got Tommy in the... Uh in the library. Well, we'll, we'll check on that. And okay, if I, can... I imagine you remember him, Frank. <laughs> yes, I certainly do. Yep. Okay, Frank, thanks. Okay, <laughs> thanks thank you, Victor. Thanks for your call. Now, that Another was nice. member of your fan club. Well, I tell you, you know. I and hope the president a... is listening so she yeah. can send Victor a membership Kim Cochelle up there in Aurelia. Aurelia. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, now, I've got to check the location here. I've never heard of Maxwell, I Ontario. Have. Oh, have you? Yeah. Well, let's find out exactly where that is. Jane is on the line. Hi, Jane. Hi, Frank. <laughs> where, where the heck is Maxwell? It's about um, 20 minutes southwest of Collingwood. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Up in cottage country, yes, basically. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not too far. Uh-huh. Oh, good <laughs> stuff. Ski country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what's going on there, Jane? Have you got lots of snow? Too much. Oh, oh really? really? Yikes. It's so snowing and blowing. Uh, right now, probably it's snowing, eh? Uh, it's not snowing really, but it's blowing around pretty good. It's going to really get windy today, and they're talking rain. Yeah. So, yes. Well, temps going up to, what, plus one here? Well, Toronto. even on the way down this morning yeah. to the to this, um, station here, I heard on the radio that it was minus only minus two in Thunder Bay. 
and yeah. they were getting some freezing rain there. Oh. And meanwhile, we were at minus 10, so yeah. that warm is coming down from... <laughs> well, I welcome it, believe yes, me. Yes, well, yeah, not the rain, though. But anyway, That's right. enough of that. So, Jane, what's going on? Um, you mentioned on one of your other shows about orchids mm-hmm. and putting acid back into the ground for them. You said something about tea leaves. Oh, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, well, orchids. someone did. Okay. And they said they put tea leaves on the mm-hmm. soil to put acid back into the ground for them. Hmm. Well, if, if an orchid is planted in bark, <clears throat> it shouldn't... It's not soil, right? And okay. yes, most orchids probably do prefer a pH lower than neutral, so lower than seven. But how much lower? Do you feel that your orchid is suffering? Does it need? Is it looking yellow or? or? No, it's not. It's doing really well. And I don't have mine in bark. I have the bark that it was in mm-hmm. originally, but I transplanted it into a bigger pot, mm-hmm. and I put a little bit of I put some some stones in the bottom for drainage. And then I put a little bit of moss and then a bit of soil and a bit more moss before I put the actual plant on it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's doing great. It's, yeah. it's budding again. Great. That's good. like that. And but I'm wondering whether or not we should be putting these tea leaves on top of them and letting it go back into the, the ground like that. Um, personally, I would do a pH test on the soil before okay. I would jump to any conclusion about what it uh, might need. Okay. Um, so let leave that with me in the meantime because, like I say, I, I, I would do. You, do you have any idea what kind of orchid it is? It's probably uh, one of one of the, it's called a moth orchid or a phalaenopsis. Or do you know I'm the not color? Sure. The color was are the flowers? I'm not all pinky. They're, they're two toned. Okay. But I'm not sure. I can't remember the name of them now. Mm. I haven't got my card in front of me. What kind of leaf? Is it a, a very narrow leaf, like a grassy leaf, or is it a wide? No, leaf? no, it's a wide, yeah. wide uh, green leaf. It's really yeah, a couple inches wide. Yeah, Maybe a phalaenopsis. That sounds like a phalaenopsis. <laughs> Listen to Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I just cribbed that. For uh, yes, it does. It sounds to me, Frank, like yeah. you're, you've got that. Good yeah. diagnosis there, Frank. <laughs> yes, that'd be a phalaenopsis for sure. So uh, oh. <clears throat> now, you know, the so- Southern Ontario Orchid Society has uh-huh. an amazing website. So if you have access to a computer, Google them, Southern Ontario Orchid Society. Actually, it's www.soos.ca, I think. And they have a huge orchid show coming up at uh, Valentine's Day weekend. But, of course, from Maxwell, that's quite a drive down to Toronto. The the show takes place at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, which is Leslie and Lawrence. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're in the area that weekend, though, it would be certainly worth dropping by because they have so many experts and they have over... 30,000 blooming orchids oh, on okay. display. Wow. It's, uh, I think we went to the orchid show once. It's a feast for the eyes, I tell you. It's <laughs> unbelievable, the, yeah. uh, the kind of displays they do. Wow. Well, that's great, Jane. Um, that, that's delightful. Let me check. Let me, uh, I'm going to report back, though, about uh, p- uh, pH. adequate or proper pH for oh. a phalaenopsis. And then your job will be to test your soil and see tea leaves will, yeah, definitely bring it down. So okay. should you be doing that? I'm not sure. You, don't, you really don't want to mess around with pH because you can really have a huge effect that is hard to fix afterwards. <laughs> so, All right. <clears throat> for now, I'd, I'd stay pretty simple with water and orchid fertilizer uh, monthly, the, the fertilizer monthly, and, um, and obviously lots of humidity as much as you can provide. Right. 
Okay, okay that's great. Good. Thank you thank very much, you. Jane. All right, thank you. All righty, from okay. Maxwell. Now, there's something. No, okay, come around the calling with you. Very good. Uh, we have a, a first-time caller on the line, Melania uh, from Cambridge. We will get to it very, very shortly. Uh, first, Charlie and I have to do a little bit of tap dancing here. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's the aerosol time. So, you're tap dancing <laughs> on the rug. Nobody could hear your taps. So, <laughs> anyway, why is Frank tap dancing and singing? Good question. Uh, Sierra, I'm singing the praises of Sierra so, Silk. Yes, these are three little pills taken daily that Frank and I both take, and that allows us to stay limber and active and pain-free. Creaky-free. Creaky-free. Mm. Good. Or, as my mother would say, frisky. So, (laughs) interesting how Sierra Cell works. We don't really understand it. It's a completely natural mineral supplement that does work for most people. If it's not going to work for you, you will know within 14 days that it hasn't made a difference, and you will have a full money-back guarantee. That's how the phone number comes in, 1-877-JOINT-14, or check them on the web, sierrasil.ca. And, of course... Sierra Sill is spelled S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Good for you, James. James picked off a great uh, Tommy Hunter number for Victor, listening in from Etobicoke. Traveling man. Here we are mm-hmm. traveling around the province. Yeah. That's a good show. point. Yeah. Actually, we're going to come back. Well, no, let's take off a little Cambridge, trip off we? to Cambridge. Yeah. Just a minute. I can't get the bell here. Melania. Hello. Hi. Welcome good to the show. Welcome. Yeah, go ahead, dear. So the issue I have is overgrowth of moss. Mm-hmm. I, it started a year or two ago, and that past summer, I found that my front perennial bed, which I was rejuvenating in the fall, were completely overgrown with moss, and now I'm finding it between my pavers in the backyard. And so I spent a ton of time removing it by hand and a trowel, because I thought if I sat there with a weeder and just chopped it up, I would just be spreading it. I'm not sure if that was right or wrong. And I suspect what I need to do is, is change the pH of my soil. But somewhere I remember reading that if I didn't do it in the fall, there was no way to do it for the spring. Mm, you, you can. You, I mean, the conditions that uh, moss thrives in are, as you point out, a low pH, so an acidic soil, a moist, constantly moist soil or a poorly drained soil, and low light levels. Well, there's definitely shade. It's mm-hmm. not wet soil or... or it, it, it's a it's a fairly good soil, but it's shady, and um, I'm pretty sure it's acidic. Okay, so what you can do, well, the, actually, the right thing to do is to first always test, make sure what kind of pH you're working with. Uh, so there's a very there's very simple ways to test for pH by picking up just a you know even at Canadian Tire they have soil testing kits and. A pH test is a litmus paper test of, you know, above or below neutral. So you get the pink or the blue litmus paper. For most of our plants, 
that we grow, we want very close to neutral. So very close to seven or just slightly below. So, you know, 6.7, that kind of thing. So you can get more specific with a, with a better kit. But bottom line, it's you would purchase something called horticultural lime and you would sprinkle horticultural lime on the surface of the soil where you're having the moss issue. And that will raise your pH. But how much lime you would apply and how often you would apply it would be very dependent on what the current pH is. And then you would monitor that because, you you know, you don't want to bang your pH up to 8 or 9 or something like that. You want to get it close to neutral. And that then the soil is a, is a – the moss will not thrive and other things can. Um, so does how because what I remember reading is that the mo- that the the, pe- the adding lime mm-hmm. it really needs a season to actually take effect. It depends. It's well. It a lot of it goes back to what kind of soil you have. So yeah. if you have a very peat based soil. It's going to be slower to change the pH, and it's also going to be a lower pH with all that peat. Do you compost or make any homemade compost at your house? I do, I do. And I also have been using um, that um, mulch, that whatever they, that, that, that one that has poo in its name. Oh. Oh, there's a... Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? what? I can't think of it right now. I can't now, think but of it, it either, but I know the one you're talking about. I know what, what part of the problem is. I have a huge, amazing, beautiful white pine in the front of my mm-hmm, house that's, mm-hmm. that's probably years old. And, and so there are needles coming down mm-hmm. from it pretty much all the time. And I think that as, know, the combination of yep. light, the needles, and a soil that was probably already a bit acidic, mm-hmm. it's that like soil that I amend. And I put, um, mm-hmm. I put that sea uh, shell compost on it. Mm-hmm. I put stone oh. on Great. And, and some things do really well. I have beautiful peonies, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful um, tree peonies, Veronica seeds everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, but it's just, you know, and I just, and I sat there on my, well, I basically kneeled <laughs> yeah. for, for days at a time with a hand trowel picking this crap up. And right. And good idea to take it right off the property because it will it does uh, propagate by spores. So you don't want to chop it all up and spread it around because you're just going to end up with more moss. Yeah, so, well, I'll try. I'll I'll, um, I'll get the soil test and when I can get out yeah. the soil. And Give it a test and add some lime, and it can't hurt, I guess. It can if you do too much. So start with a light sprinkle. I think what you'll find, and, and you're really absolutely correct about the white pine needles, that as they decompose, they're also lowering the pH of the soil. So you've kind of got a whole bunch of things acidifying your, your area. So pH test, horticultural lime, um, removal of the moss, as you recognize, and consider, drain, like you said, it's a good soil, and you're not feeling it's too damp all the time, but, uh, you know, even some grit, some sand just to make sure you've got good drainage going on as well. Great. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks for your call. Thank you, Melania. And, uh, you know, if we hurry along, we can squeeze in oh, one right. more call. Quick, quick, quick. Yes. Edna, Toronto, good morning and welcome to the show. Oh, wait, you're oh, first time. Oh, can you hear me? Welcome. There good morning. Go. Yes. Oh, well, I have a self-seeding um, portulaca uh-huh. A bed in, yes. uh, in the middle of my front lawn. Nice. And uh, this last summer, there was a, a weed blew in from somewhere. Mm-hmm. It, there were narrow green leaves about an inch long, and I had trouble weeding them out without disturbing the portulaca seeds. Mm-hmm. Can I spray it with something this year? Hmm. Something that will not allow the weed to grow, but will allow the portulaca to grow. 
That's not like creeping Charlie. Yeah, well, the weeds were came up ahead of the portulaca. Oh, I wonder could it have been crabgrass that came up? Do you think? Well, because um, they do spread by seed and they do come up early in the spring, and they are little short, you know, green leaves. Anyway, very quickly, for now, uh, leave that with me. I'm going to report back at the beginning of next week's show on what I would do in your situation. Okay, well, okay? I'll just listen to you on the air. Excellent. That's great, Edna. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, okay. Edna. Okay. Yep, we're out of time. You, we are. We, we are. are. What a fabulous show, though, my golly. Great questions, great answers. And great callers from all you know, over the province. Exactly right. And great sous chef. And thank you, James, for all your help. It's always a challenge, and you do pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you're back this afternoon. I am indeed. I've had a wonderful uh, week of theater, darling. Hey, and lovely. I'll talk about my adventures this week. Excellent. And I hope you uh, have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. And we'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.